bringing you everything under the Disney umbrella. Network 1901. Hey everyone, Alex here. This week's story is from Sarah. Her Star Wars insights are always a delight to hear. She's an amazing podcaster and a great friend. So without further ado, welcome to episode 42 of Lipstick and Lightsabers. Hi, Alex, Shannon, Lipstick and Lightsabers listeners, wherever you may be. My name is Sarah Haas, and I am very thankful that I get to talk a little bit about my Star Wars story with you today. I first got into Star Wars in the early to mid-2000s. I can't really pinpoint a date, and I really can't pinpoint a year either, which is so frustrating for me, but I can reasonably guess it was before 2005, because I do have an R2-D2 Revenge of the Sith branded 3D poster thing that's really cool, Um, but before then, most likely, maybe. Anyway, my dad sat me and my brother down in the family room. I was sitting in between the coffee table and the couch, and my brother was sitting on my dad's lap on the chair closest to the TV. We had the VHS, probably the special editions at this point, and he was like, I'm gonna show you this movie. If you think it's too scary, let me know, we'll turn it off. So, I don't know if this is a revisionist memory that I took it as a challenge, or just that I actually took it as a challenge. But when I saw Darth Vader walking down the white hallway of the Tana V, I was mesmerized, completely sucked in. At the same time, my brother, God bless him, is two years younger than me and was totally terrified. Um, I have no idea whether we watched the rest of that movie that day or if we saved it for another day, or instead of watching the originals first, we watched the prequels. Um, Either way, somehow we fell back into Star Wars, my brother specifically, and he had a whole Star Wars phase. His room was completely adorned with Star Wars, like Fatheads, the wall clings of like Boba Fett and Yoda and other symbols. We had Legos all over Lego Star Wars, toys, and we played Star Wars as a kid. We watched the prequels a ton. We brought them on our road trips. Um, Attack of the Clones is the only DVD I don't have anymore. May it rest in peace, because I probably lost it on a road trip. Um, either way, we played a lot of games, specifically Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, which we had like the cheat book for. We played it on our PC. We even bought PC-compatible controllers to like play it as a gamer, you know? Um, and that's what we did as kids and uh, i spent so many hours on that game additionally i like to play star wars droid works with my mom which is not a great game it's like a late 90s game it's a physics based game you're like pushing things up inclines as a droid you get to make every part of your droid but only some droids can only go up some inclines it's not the best game but The sounds are super duper distinct and really interesting. And if you haven't heard of this game, it is worth looking up on YouTube to watch a playthrough. You probably won't be able to get through more than 10 minutes because it's really something, but that I loved playing too. And then my first Xbox Xbox game was Star Wars Battlefront. So I played a lot of Battlefront and specifically Battlefront 2 as a kid as well. So those games all were really the backbone of my fandom alongside the prequels. God bless them. I didn't see any of them in theaters, but um, in 2009, I got the opportunity 
thank you mom and dad um to go see the star wars concert in concert arena tour hosted by anthony daniels and that was incredible to see all of the music live and then a week and a half later i had the absolute privilege of seeing john williams at the cso conduct the cso through all of his music you know or selections from his his you know vast catalog of of iconic film scores and i am completely privileged and honored to say that i've been able to see him through the chicago symphony two more times since 2009 conducting his music and to see the master at work is really a true blessing and honor in my life and has made such an impact on me because i grew up with music and singing choir and have been doing that for over half my life and play piano and that sort of thing and he's always the master I'm, I'm a fan of his as a fan of star wars i'm a fan of him as somebody who loves music and plays music and sings and all those sorts of things so he's one of the people i most look up to in this world and he's made an impact on us all maybe more than any other part of star wars um because those themes are just so iconic and brilliant <laughs> and everlasting in our culture. Between my middle school and high school years, I kind of fell out of Star Wars fandom or loving Star Wars as my primary thing. I got into other fandoms. This is, you know, also when I got into social media sort of things, Tumblr, Text Plus, if anybody remembers that on um, iOS. But I kind of fell out of love of it for a while as it went on the back burner and my brother kind of got out of his Star Wars phase too. But then this thing called the Disney acquisition happened and that kind of began the process of turning it all around, right? I never fell out of love with it. I never hated it or anything, but it was on the back burner. And I was one of those people that was like, mm, maybe we shouldn't make more of these because I'm not sure if that's a good idea. Boy, was I wrong. I accept that. I accept that. Um, but yeah, The Force Awakens came out and I was hooked. I saw it four times in the theaters with friends. You know, I waited in line and it was so exciting to be back to see new Star Wars. But I didn't really get into fandom fandom until a year later in 2016 with the release of Rogue One. That's when I started reading canon novels for the first time. Um, that is when I joined a Facebook group that is now called Star Wars The Last Fan Group, which in April of 2017, I was asked to help moderate uh, with, and I kind of got to see Celebration 2017 from the sidelines, which was so exciting as I was moderating the page and like half of our moderating team was there uh, and half of us were like on the page, you know, watching it all. I filmed trailer reactions for the first time. Um, I have since, you know, like ranked up to mod or to admin, and I've been an admin or moderator of that page now for two and a half years. So that is a major way that I engage with my fandom. There are a core group of people, the admins, um, that wonderful admin team that I have been talking to um, and been friends with for now two and a half years. And what's really cool about that group is that we all have completely different backgrounds. We're at different stages in our lives. We have you know, like different jobs or places in life, um, family responsibilities, uh, different like core areas of love of Star Wars. So we come from a super diverse background of experience, which is so cool. And just to hear their experience and to hear what's going on in their lives is always such a blessing for me. Um, and 
that got amplified when in 2019, instead of just being on the sidelines, I was actually in the room where it happened at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, my hometown, um, getting to go to Celebration. <laughs> I can't really quantify it into words. It was something that was on my bucket list to do before I turned 21 or before I graduated college. And I did it just after I turned 21 and before I graduated college. And so that was really, really cool for me. And to get to meet some of those admins together, um, myself, Katie, Jack and Lauren and Carol in spirit got to meet Hayden Christensen. Wow. <laughs> and as well as the Rebels cast. And so that was really cool. Um, we also met up with a ton of Star Wars podcasters and people that we were fans of. Um, and I got to meet new friends like Brad Whipple uh, of the Friends of the Force podcast. Uh, and he started that podcast and now we do a Rebels recap show called um, Bebo's Book Report. <laughs> Tune in um, where we recap Resistance and also <laughs> give a lot of love towards Niku because we stan. But like that changed the way that I interacted with fandom because it was also after that time that I came out as a Raylo. Um, for a long time, I said I was Raylo adjacent, but like, I love the Raylos, but I'm not a Raylo. And that was a heckin' lie for so long. Um, and I am now a full-blown Raylo. It's true, it is what it is, it's my life now. Uh, and I love that community so much, even though I feel like I contribute nothing to it. I'm very active on Twitter. I love listening to Raylo podcasts and seeing amazing uh, art and also reading fanfic and all of these different things like meta oh my gosh everything the Raylos the Raylos know what's up they're incredible and I love interacting with the Star Wars community Raylo and beyond on Twitter specifically and on the Facebook page um, I also get to engage with my fandom through the Galactic Vampire which is a wonderful group that is for women identifying fans of Star Wars and it's a really wonderful place where we celebrate one another. Um, also through cosplay, I'm doing a little bit of that now. I wanna do more of it. I'm a terrible sewer and I also don't have any money, so we're trying. Um, but so many ways that I've kind of engaged with the fandom and gotten to get more into it as time has gone on. And it's so exciting to have all these friends online and in person and online and in person. Star Wars has really given me such wonderful communities. Um, and individuals in my life that I wouldn't have otherwise connected with if we weren't, we didn't have that commonality of Star Wars in our lives, including the admins. Again, completely different backgrounds, completely different life stories. There's no way I would have come together with them if it weren't for that page. Um, for people like Brad, I wouldn't have met, you know, at all if it weren't for a Star Wars convention in the city of Chicago. Um, the Raylos, a community I wouldn't even known about unless I engaged with fandom. So just a lot of wonderful communities and a lot of friends I've gotten to know better, friends and family even, that I've gotten to know better because we had a commonality, which is this love of Star Wars. And so I feel very blessed in my life to have so many places where there are people supporting me, whether they you know, be somebody who lives next door or somebody who I've never met before in real life. But these communities mean so much to me and I hope to continue to foster those communities and continue to be a member of them um, as we go into post-Tross time which is scary, but also exciting. I think what I'm looking most forward to in the year of Star Wars, well, I'm excited to see more Baby Yoda. Oh my gosh, um, he's so cute. Um, I'm also excited to see the end, sad, um, of Resistance. I love Resistance a lot. 
and I'm really glad that I get to talk about it every week. Um, but that's, you know, something that's going to be continuing into the new year and then ending, but we have a lot to celebrate and a lot to be thankful for. And I think in the year 2020, I'm most looking forward to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, which God willing, I will be able to attend. Um, hopefully, um, I created a button called the Rose Tico Defense Squad, and I got to give it out to, you know, 90 so people at Celebration Chicago. And there was a huge positive reception for it online and in person. And I hope to be able to maybe do another version of that with Tross Rose because I love Rose so much and she's so underappreciated and she's just a true delight. Um, and I would defend her. I would die for her. I love her. Um, so hopefully I can do that in 2020 and share that, share that love with people at Star Celebration Anaheim. Also get to be there with all of my friends and make new friends. Um, and also get announcements or information perhaps about a, the Kenobi show the Cassian show maybe even whatever trilogy is coming next um or other movies or you know literally anything um I think there's a lot of exciting things to come in a post-tross world which is really sad because it's definitely an end but also we have new broad horizons um ahead and so I'm just really looking forward to that I'm excited to continue to listen to um, Star Wars podcasts and see everybody's art and creations. People are so talented in this fandom and I'm just really excited that I get to be among all of y'all, you know? So I think, I think that's about it. I could go on for another, you know, 15 minutes, but I also think I'd start to repeat myself. So thank you so much for allowing me this time to talk about my Star Wars experience. Thank you to Alex and Shannon for creating this space for women fans of Star Wars to talk about it and uh, share our experiences. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever part of your day it is. And may the force be with you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Lipstick and Lightsabers presented by Network 1901. This week's story was from Sarah and you can find her at SEH221 on Twitter. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can send in your Star Wars story to lipsicklightsabers1901 at gmail.com. I'd like to give a special thank you to our patrons for making the show happen. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers and myself at Alex Leonis. I'll see you guys next time. Bye!